too. Every single Saturday on these airwaves. My name's Casey Steve, the voice of your valley. Number Sense News Talk Station, 107.3 FM, 1480 AM, KYOS. This Saturday, August 14th, 2021. We made it past Friday the 13th, didn't we? Which is a good thing. A very good thing. Beautiful event last night out at the Vista. Uh, the Playhouse Merced folks had their gala. They usually have it at the Merced Theater, but because of everything going on, they had it out at the Vista. Just an absolute beautiful, beautiful location, wonderful night. But you know what we're going to start out with here in the 6 o'clock hour? Kind of continuing from last week, but not the same issue. No, no. This is another issue that was discussed uh, after the rental registry and inspection ordinance was soundly voted down. By the folks. This is, I'm going back to the August 2nd council meeting, Merced City Council meeting. There's going to be one coming up Monday night, by the way, the 16th. Don't want folks to miss that. But this was item K1. It was a report item about how to spend the $27,427,882 in ARPA money. And so let's go to the discussion and we'll give some comment as we go along. This is, again, from the August 2nd council meeting discussion about the ARPA money, uh, the $27 million, how we're going to spend it here in the city of Merced. The county, as you know, has made some choices. We'll talk about that probably in the 8 o'clock hour. But uh, in the 6 o'clock hour, we're just going to listen to this testimony from the council and eventually some people from the public. Agenda item K reports. K1 provides staff direction on outreach elements to promote the public engagement efforts for the allocation of $27,427,882, the City of Merced's American Rescue Plan Act, ARPA, application or allocation and identifying dates for a special study session and public hearings as previously directed. City Good evening. I will keep this brief for all of you. Uh, you asked staff to go and evaluate outreach strategies and the cost of those, and so we're bringing you a menu of choices and options for your consideration. Here is a list of 10 things that we devised. Oh, Jen, can you show the screen? Thank you. So all of which we, um, the only thing we're still waiting quotes on is the, ve the vehicle signage. Uh, we, the one vehicle that goes everywhere in the city is a garbage truck. And so if you can see the dates and you can have a, a fun graph, we put that mask Merced up on the garbage truck and it's probably the most the vehicle that most people see. So we, we can tell you that that would be a lower cost item, but overall we can do a, a direct mailer to all businesses and, re and residents. Door hangers as requested, that, those are the quotes. These are all for things done in color. I'm gonna be clear on that. The large banner over G Street, we've done the ban the smaller banners like we did for the fireworks, the illegal fireworks campaign. Um, the vehicle adhesive signs, newspaper ads, radio commercials, TV commercials, those are the cost of the TV commercial and the tech notification. And then we need to work with a graphic artist to create a commercial. So these are all things for um, that we put together. We just need your direction on how you'd like us to perform outreach. Of course, we need you to pick dates. Um, and give us some time to mobilize these items and put good graphics together to be impactful. Um, I do want to be very clear, when the city provides its residents with information, we are subject to FPPC regulation, and so we cannot promote any one of you independently. We have to be very mindful in the way that we do that. So any of these things that you choose to do will, be, will need to be approved by the city attorney's office prior to be, um, to be presented or produced and then mailed. They're subject to mass mailing laws. And so we have to be very careful when we behave in, in a manner that could be perceived as political. So I do want to, to specify that today. Yeah. 
So tell us how you want us to, to engage with residents. Um, we're happy to do any or all of these items. And we do have funding that was allocated as part of the budget uh, in your last council item. And so tell us what you think will be effective. We'll get started. All right, two issues for us right now, um, or two decisions. One are the dates for the study session and the public hearings. It was a study session and two public hearings, I believe. The direction was a study session and two public hearings. Yes, sir. Probably easier determination and that. And then second, um, uh, what outreach efforts should we make as to how to, to uh, spend the money? Um, we do recommend a survey again because that will be the link that we text and that will be what we promote. So um, we would also encourage a potential ad hoc committee of the council to work with us on survey questions and we could um, get that refined and, and off the ground rather quickly. And if I may, Mayor, this would be a wonderful opportunity to introduce our new public information officer, Jennifer Flackman. She and I will be working very closely on this. Can come up and say a few words, but we're very fortunate to have her join us. Uh, she has over 20 years of public relations experience in the private sector, has most recently worked for the Boys and Girls Club and is now working at the city of Merced. So I'll give her just a few minutes to say hello. Thanks, Stephanie. I'm super excited. I'm thrilled to be here. I love community and I love creating community and I look forward to supporting that effort in my position. So thank you. Thank you, Jennifer. Welcome. So I'll stop okay. talking, but you're right. We have to pick dates and then we have to pick strategy. Thank you. All right, dates, um, and at least initially try to short circuit it. My thought was October, November into December, right around there. Um, start with a study session, um, uh, maybe either in that in that time range and hopefully finish everything up uh, by hopefully the first meeting in December, possibly the second meeting in December. What do you guys think? Yeah, so, uh, you know, I'm good with that, those later fall dates. I think we just need to be mindful of the holidays. Um, and so... I think as long as those don't interfere, I think it would um, probably largely be fine. What do you think, Sarah? What, uh, what are your preferences as to dates for the study session and the two public hearings? I don't have anything on my uh, schedule for those months yet, so let's let's get it scheduled. TV shows to watch. Bertha, what do you think? What a... Uh, What's a good uh, time frame? I, I I like the time frame you picked out. Okay. Brando, you're shaking your head when I. Okay. What do you think, Jess? Yeah, I'm good with the with the timeline. I just I just have a question as I've I've talked to some community members and also with folks in my district and and uh, I've been asked to have a town hall, a district a district one town hall on on this, on on getting insight from community and so. Initially, that wasn't my what I wanted, but because I've been asked a few times, I, I, I want to push that. So we do have town halls that begin in, in late January. So if you wanted to incorporate your budget town halls into this process, we absolutely could do that. We'll just delay the potential allocation of funding until that time. So or there's no way that could, I could... You could bring those forward sooner, um, but we typically don't start that until after the holidays to make sure that we've... We're, we're not missing any of our constituents. Do we still have the specific council town halls, or did we do, I forget, I can't remember, did we do away with those? That was a special... Yeah, because for a minute year. we had, mm -hmm. each council member had a special town hall. That wasn't um, something that was carried over, but it's something you could all agree to bring back. Um, and we decided to do one per district. 
at that in that year in that yeah. particular year. So, I mean, my experience that year is we had um with special council town halls and they're relatively lightly attended um i tried some little different through a block party thing and all of a sudden people came out uh because there's a bounce house out there pretty much but um, but it was just a way to get people to come out. So I found that to be more successful personally, just kind of throwing a little, try to throw a little event. Um, but I think, I don't know, I, to me, I think there's something certainly we can do, you can do on your own in a way or try. And I think, I'm not sure what sort of city support we could offer, but um, go ahead. Yeah, no, I was going to say, I don't think this would preclude him from giving an audience and hosting, mm -hmm. you know, his constituents and his district and being, you know, allowing them access to him for whatever offerings they want. Are you looking for staff to, to put it on and sponsor the event, or are you looking to do it more uh, community-led? I'm open to either way, but I was, I was hoping it would be a city-sponsored event, at least before December. So that, I mean, I think that's something you all need to decide if you're going to, because we would need to evaluate budget and make sure we have resource for that. I didn't prepare that cost tonight. We can definitely come back with that. We can do some on our own. I mean, I think yeah. we can do... Go ahead. No, go ahead. I mean, I know I could reach out to, like, a community organization and ask to sponsor it and, and make it happen, but in, in a... I just... We can do it. I just need direction. Yeah. Pierce. And, and let me justify my ask. You know, so I, I live in, in a district that it's two different... It's like two dis districts, right? We have the, the, the Golden Valley neighborhood right there, very active community, uh, Weaver... Pioneer, or the whole little area, and then there's like the Las Brisas and Jared and G Street, Gerard and G Street, and Farmdale area, which are polar opposites. And so it's like two different needs, uh, two different communities with two different set of needs. And 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 so like being able to um, have the opportunity to hold the district, have it all at one time, would would really help a lot. Um, I guess like, I think I mean at this point to me, I think it'd be difficult for us to do you know, town halls uh, as a city sponsored event. I think, you know, us doing our own outreach, kind of doing our jobs, uh, I think certainly it's something we should do. Um, and nothing's stopping any of us from doing, you know, our own stuff on our own. I think, and I think we all should do that. Um, you know, just the daily process of engaging with the community, I think, which, which, which we all do. Um, but in terms of a city sponsor, I just, I, to me, that just seems like a difficult, uh, on this time frame, especially with, Kind of COVID cases rising a little bit too. It's no, that that's fine. I I'll, I could reach out and, and get get some partners to to, to help. Um, yeah, because I don't want to wait till January, you know, and prolong any kind of allocation of, of funding to to the community. So mm -hmm. yeah, and that's the thing too. The more we wait, then the more you know all these all these priorities, which take even we once we fund it, it's still going to take a while for something to get done. So you know, the sooner we make decisions, the sooner we can you know, deliver for our community. Um. All right. You guys go to the study session, either the first or second meeting in October. What do you think, Stephanie? I mean, you, you obviously you're the one who makes makes the agenda. So, well, you pick the meetings? meeting, and we will rearrange items to accommodate. How do those? How does October look right now? October, November, December. So, I would say the second meeting in October is going to have the least amount of items in it at the moment. So, we should probably host the study session there. That would be before the council meeting. Yeah. So it would be at five o'clock, um, and that limits you to an hour with a special study session. And then if you'd like to hold your public hearings and subsequent meetings, um, I would recommend the first meeting in October. I would forego the second meeting in November just because kids are out of school that week, and that's Thanksgiving week, so you will probably have less attendance. And then you could have the next meeting in December. So we could have something every month for three months. And um, 
and then we can pick the way you'd like to advertise it. Does that work for everyone? So a good second meeting in October for the study session and then first meeting in November and first meeting in December for the public hearing. Does that work? Okay. All right, you have direction. I have direction on dates. Now let's talk about strategy. Okay. You guys think starting, uh, who wants to start? Mr. Shelton? Yeah, thank you, Mr. Mayor. Uh, so good job to your team who's worked on this. Um, so I'm largely in supportive of this. I do have a couple of questions in regards to some of um, the items, namely eight and nine, mm -hmm. the TV commercial and the text notification. Then I probably should back into this and just say, I think um, I was more largely looking for some sort of like strategy plan as opposed to kind of like menus of items, like, and just like what that looks like. But I also understand and respect this is like day two, right? Well, and, so. and remember, I need to know what you want in that plan, and then we'll take those elements and build the plan from yeah. what you approve. Because we will cater the strategy around the pieces you like, and then we can even bring that back to you and share that with you. So, um, as always, I always say Merced's unique in the fact that we have to bring the information to the people. Um, and so um, I am definitely good with mailers and door hangers. I do think that that's going to take some legwork um, for myself and my council colleagues and whoever they have in follower base, actual uh, walk precincts and have some of those conversations. I think that's also going to help with being able to ascertain some information in regards to whatever um, survey um, we come up with. Um, obviously, General signage is traditionally effective. Um, the county times is a good, um, uh, a good investment. Um, I, I think in regards to eight and nine, I'm just very curious to how that will look. Um, we we focused um, our costing on when we did our mascot Merced commercial, and so I know those costs are true because we did them in both English and Spanish, and we bought airtime on both stations. And um, we were able to kind of get statistics on our reach. So I, those costs are there. The commercial would um, would also would obviously include all of you in, as part of that. And so we would have to hire someone to create that commercial uh, on our behalf. We don't have a production team in house, so we typically contract I'm TV Red. Hey, you see this? Uh, you're, I I think it would be great can, for. Can we hire someone to play me? <laughs> yeah. I think it would be great for the constituents to see all of you and and sure. your city leadership as well. Yeah. Um, to encourage them to participate. We can do that in a number of ways, but that's really why we put in the graphic work to have someone kind of come with a creative solution. I realized quickly when I knew I should that the world was made up of this brotherhood of man. Hey, here we are, Saturday morning, Citizen Watch. My oh, name's Casey Steve, the voice of your valley. On Merced's News Talk, 107.3 FM, 1480 AM KYOS. I am feeling a little peculiar. Yeah, Saturday morning. 6 AM hour. Hey, let's get right back into the uh, public, or excuse me, this is the testimony from the City Council regarding uh, the $27 million in ARPA funds that we're going to have to figure out to spend very soon. The county has an idea even though the final rules aren't in place yet it's kind of weird the money's in the bank but uh the way to distribute the money isn't quite tuned up but again it was a very very quick program but let's go back to the testimony sure and so i i don't dispute the currency amounts that's attached to these i'm just very curious of like, what 
Yeah. Well, and what, what is it going to accomplish? It gives I you mean, two weeks of airtime across um, 47, 30, and then Univision. And so, quite honestly, it I don't remember if anyone remembers seeing those commercials during COVID, but we did play them for two weeks. They were both in English and in Spanish, and they were masked up Merced commercials. Um, they have a very finite impact. Honestly, it may not be the best thing to do. Um, I think walking precincts, walking door to door is a much more effective thing, even if you're not having a one on one conversation, but you're leaving something on the doorstep, stepping back and having a COVID safe experience. I think it's more effective than the commercial. So we just wanted to put that there for you because it's everything that we've done in the last year to engage our community differently. Yeah, no, this is very good. Um, so I, I'm largely okay with it. I, I would not have any heartburn if we did not do the commercial, um, just because I don't know the effectiveness on it. Um, and the text and, would be a text to have the link to the survey. Every, um, to work with someone who has access to that, and I know there are several consultants who do, and to send a link to the survey to encourage people. To okay. Sure. My only other thing is in the past, and I know obviously we have to message different, but in the past, when we've had surveys, although we've got some sort of, uh, you know, sample test for information that we were um, hoping for, it's not largely used. And so my concern is, is how are we going to help the people understand the importance of taking this survey, right? Mm -hmm. um, in fact, I was on my phone last night, and you know, you get these random folks messaging you, and it says, are you going to vote for this? Yeah. And I deleted it, right? Yeah. And I'm like, Lord, I don't have time for this. I got to go to bed. Sure. Um, no, I agree. I think that um, I think the mailer is more effective. I think the door hanger in that regard. I think the text was just an alternative new idea that we haven't. Honestly, I don't know if it will work on behalf of a city the way that it does for a campaign. Mm -hmm. I don't mm -hmm. know if it's the most appropriate strategy. And for the cost, are you really getting a good bang for the buck? Yeah. I, I would rather see us put the effort in the mailer that has a postcard for people to give us survey results more succinct survey I, and i can tell you that that's been a more effective method in previous education and outreach campaigns because we've done it every time we've considered measure c or a new police station and they still have boxes of responses in my office yeah no i i agree uh, so I, I definitely support everything else but i would have any heartburn getting rid of eight and nine uh, in rethinking that um, i think with everything else between us and yourself and our new pio we probably could come up with something that's fairly impactful that will get the job done this doesn't include social media, which we, we um, or subscribe Merced, which we do organically. And we do have an 8,000, uh, uh, eight, about 8,000 database of phone numbers that we can send texts out for free. So we do have resources that we wouldn't have to pay for. It just isn't going to be everyone. It'll only be those who have opted into the program. So I do want to specify that it's not a mass text, but all those residents who've signed up with us, who have opted to receive these, will receive. We have lots of strategies that we can employ above and beyond what would money. Sarah, any thoughts? I have a few questions. Um, the smaller banners, where are those? So we usually put those on arterials or places. So mm -hmm. for the illegal fireworks, we actually put them in hot zones where we had reports of last year. But here we'll go back to where we put our movies in the park banners up, places of high traffic visibility. Okay. And then how many door hangers are you thinking you're going to print out? Um, we are looking to do about 35,000. Um, every door, business and residence. Yeah. So everyone, hey, I'm here. For everyone you. on board. We're walking. Um, kind of with the num items number eight and nine, text notifications. When I was campaigning, they were, you know, s successful. But at the same time, you know, someone's just going to see it and delete it. 
So timing for that, I think, is everything. Um, but my other question, I know we have our social media, but what about paying for sponsored posts instead? Mm -hmm. We can still produce a commercial, but we can be putting this online. I personally stream everything, so I never see anything that's posted on cable TV. TV. Why don't we keep the creation of graphic work and commercial, and then we can, we can reduce the TV commercial to even a $1,000 spend for social media ads? Because that has a huge return. Right. Right. I think we're going to get more impressions, social media. And yeah. In particular, after Mr. Quintero's most recent update about Yosemite and G, he's now. He's elevated. He's not listening. Status. No, he's not. But <laughs> Gone viral. His most <laughs> recent post has close to 40,000 views. So he's he's is he, is he Facebook famous? Though? He's reaching a new market for sure. And now he's now he knows I'm. And then um, in just regards to the text message, I think timing, if we end up doing it, timing is key. Um, I think doing it late at night is probably not the best, but, um, you know, eight o'clock or something in the morning when people are up. Um, and then how many times would the text message go out? That I'd have to look into. It's my understanding one text. This is a one text quote. So really, I don't know if it's the most efficient. Yeah, I agree. Okay. <laughs> how do you all feel about keeping the commercial, but taking that commercial air and dropping it down to 2000 and just doing some ad time on social media. Sound good. I think we can really put a good strategy together with all of these elements. We didn't want to finalize it without getting your. Okay. Okay. Go ahead. Here we go. Okay. Um, and stop me, Stephanie, if I can't continue on had a great meeting in Sacramento. Had a great meeting with uh, two investors, Alan Brooks, Fernando Aguilera, and myself. We're talking about leasing a television station. And that station is going to go with negotiations with Gary Cocola next month. We're talking about a television station that is easily accessible to um, the Valley, or actually, no, specifically the city of Merced, and the airwaves go as far as Turlock. This station is 16.2. Anybody knows it is uh, uh, K-Joy, not Killjoy. Sorry about that. That was a bad joke. Um, <clears throat> what, it, what it consists of and what we're making a plan of is we want to have all council meetings over the air. Antenna, not cable. Because there's a lot of people in my district that have rent up a cable bill and they can't afford it anymore. So they are using an aerial antenna which is a very practical and economical way to get almost 160 channels. I have an amplified antenna and it gets a lot. So when you're talking about TV commercials for 30 to 30, 45 seconds at $20,000, I can get us a station and in negotiations for it for 24 seven. I think the mayor is trying to- I think we can't, I mean, it, it, but we, let's we not say on this, but two, we can't, we can't self-deal. That's, that's a big no-no right there. So if there's anything you're involved in, obviously we can't, you know, um, if well, something we're involved in, we can't be. No, no, no. I think, I think I'm, I'm just jumping ahead of myself. That was the original plan, but I'd like to set up a meeting with Stephanie. And I think we discussed that right now. If we could use $20,000 for TV commercials, that would be almost half a year of 24 seven and, and, and. I might add, this is going to be on media, Facebook, on cell phones. It is wide, wide uh, coverage. And so maybe after a meeting, we can discuss this further because $20,000 could go a long ways. Another thing too, a lot of people don't have the time to, they, when they get home, 
They want to eat the, the, their dinner, pop a beer, and sit in front of the television with a remote. Once they keep clicking, 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 they're going to hit our channel, potentially our channel, and it's just going to be all about Merced. This is going to include every meeting that we can possibly uh, we're going to need content. When you're talking 24 hours, seven days a week, there's going to be a lot of content. So bicycle advisory, arts council, our meetings interpreted entirely in Spanish and English, and also a lot of the events that are going on in communities. So don't phase out TV commercials until we can sit down and maybe have a discussion. And this is not going to be a private enterprise. It started out as, and negotiations are, because we have the money to do it. But if we can involve all aspects of our city, from our police departments, fire departments, from anything that we have the means to air, all, all, all that is required is $5,000 to have our own video server. The station is going to cost us, cost me $4,000 a month. So, so not me, but we're, so maybe we can talk later about that. I, I need to get with Kim. I talked with Frank about it. It sounds great. Let's not just phase out TV commercial. Let's not phase out TV at all. Well, we can definitely bring it back. I think that what council member is proposing is a great future item to be placed on a future agenda. And then if you'd like to supplement this plan, we'd be, I can, I'd be happy to bring it back at the council. What do you think, my fellow council members and mayor? In terms of, I think anything that we're involved with personally, I think it's uh, an enormous no-no. Uh, uh, it's probably even against, it's against the law for us to be involved with funding anything that we're personally involved in. Um, so, I mean, if you're involved, I'm not sure what the exact issue is, but, um, you know, if you're involved in something, we certainly, we're not prohibited. We, we can't self-deal like that. Um, and then uh, in terms of general comments, I just, I don't see the, personally, the the value in, in TV commercials uh, with regards to this. I think you're going to get by far the most mileage out of social media, and social media is, you know, for the most part free, unless you're running ads. I think that's, you're going to get 80% of the value out of, out of the responses out of social media. I mean, for example, I just saw one, um, uh, Assemblyman Gray does a, he'll run articles, right, or his social media team, they run articles. And they ran uh, the Sunstar article, um, it was either the Sunstar or the County Times article on this topic. And it said, how should Merced spend the 27.4 million? And um, you could find it online. And then he ran a sponsored article, so the article kept, you put money into it and you run the ad, and the ad comes up. And the comments, I mean, I guarantee every single thing that we're going to see in here was said on those comments. So, and you do, and to me too, when you start doing outreach and you campaign and, you know, we've done it, or I've done it, a, you know, a number of times, you get to a point where you start, once you get to that point where you start kind of hearing the same things over and over again, that's when you got it, right? I mean, you, you start, you talk to people, you hear their concerns. And then once you start, in a sense, almost being able to predict and see and hear then, um, and kind of starting to hear the same thing over and over again, then, you know, I think then at that point you've done enough. Um, I don't this see, includes, I, I think. This includes media. Yeah. The, 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 the channel includes media as well. We get two, we kill two birds with one stone. Yeah. So I can see that maybe we'll talk later, Stephanie, about this. I think we this. need to vet this with the city attorney, the yeah. opportunity yes. to have you presented yes. separately to council, not maybe tied to this item. So let's work on that privately. Got it. Gorgeous. Yeah. And, um, it, you know, the, when it comes to like media outreach, it depends on like the demographics, you know, like the population that we're targeting. Some, you know, some age groups, you know, they're driving more, they're out and about carpooling or commuting from, you know, from X, X to Y or Y to X. And, uh, 
you know, and the other ones are going home watching TV, right? And there's a the other demographic that's on social media all the time on their phones. Um, you know, there's the YouTube commercials. You know, there's like there's there's a lot of different things that we can do. It just depends on 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 how well you know diverse our you know in, you know community input is going to be. Um, I'm in favor of the text message, uh, not so much the TV commercial. Um, the, the text message will give access to the link to, to the community. If, if we're, you know, doing social media videos, we can, you know, give community members a heads up, maybe ready, you know, be on the lookout for uh, a link on your phone. Um, you know, there's a lot, a lot of stuff that we can do it, you know, access to a link on seeing on a banner. Um, you know, we have, you got to make sure that we're, our social media game is on point all the time. It's, it's not, we can't just post it once and, and consider it outreach. Like we, it has to be something that's continuous all the time. Um, yeah, I'm like I'm in favor of all of it. I'm I'm, I'm neither here or there at the TV commercial. Um, I mean, it would, I know my kids would like to see me on TV, but I'm all right. Yeah. But I, I, if I could add, like radio commercials doesn't necessarily need to be like radio on like the radio, like on the dial. It could it could be iHeartRadio. It could be Spotify. It could mm-hmm. it could be. Uh, you know they they have they know what's what's popular in our area. You know mm-hmm. what, what stations or what channels are. are popular. When and when you spend on radio, you actually get the public, the free contribution as well. So you get more bang for your buck on a radio spend. Mm-hmm. Um, so it, it is impactful. Well, we're running out of time for this segment. We will get back into it with the city council and uh, some public comment, hopefully, in the third and final segment of the six o'clock hour. My name is Casey Steed, the voice of your valley on Citizen Watch, Merced's News Talk Station, one hundred seven point three FM. 1480 AM KYOS. We'll be right back. Oh, let's tell you what's going on here. Saturday morning, Citizen Watch. My name's Casey Steed, the voice of your valley. On Merced's News Talk 107.3 FM. Hey! What's going on? Of course, 1480 AM. We don't want you to forget that. Uh, we're talking about item K-1 from the last city council meeting on August 2nd. There's a new one coming up Monday, city council meeting, that is. This is about how to spend $27 million in ARPA funds. We're going to pick up with Mayor Serrato's comments, uh, some comments by Bertha Perez, Councilwoman Perez, and then go right into some comments from some citizens. Interesting, you'll see the different visions of how this money should be spent. And again, this is why I bring this to you to let you know how important it is to participate and be at these city council meetings presenting your views, your voices. How would you spend $27 million is the question. $13 million this year already in the bank. Again, the rules haven't been quite defined. And then another $13 million next year. County has already gotten $27 million with another 27 next year. So uh, they have some ideas already at the county. The city is going to have a series of meetings. You'll hear the dialogue, the back and forth. But again, the point is, the reason I bring this to you is you haven't heard a lot of what questions are going to be asked, more so the format, how they're going to do the outreach. But again, it really depends on you. And you need to let your friends and neighbors know that we have $27 million in the city of Merced. And how do you want to spend it? Let's finish up with the comments from the city council meeting from August 2nd. Okay. And I see it a little differently. I think, um, you know, we certainly do as robust as possible on our own, in our own personal capacities, you know, as part of our um, you know, our roles and our jobs as, as council members. Um, but in terms of, uh, you know, official city outreach, it just seems, you know, all the money we spend is 
is I mean, and, and again, in the, in the grand scheme of things, uh, compared to what we got, um, or in terms of our federal allocation, you know, this isn't a lot of money. But under normal circumstances, you know, seventy-six thousand dollars is still quite a bit of money. We can do a lot, you know, to benefit the community with that. So as opposed to doing spending on outreach and marketing, um, you know, I think we have to be really cautious. And for twenty thousand dollars, we can do a lot. You know, for twenty, so for or for forty thousand dollars, even more. Um, there's just a lot of good we can do with that money instead of, you know, in a sense, um, you know, unless we're getting good answers, uh, you know, using it on outreach. Um, I, I, again, I think we do everything on our own in terms of paid city stuff. Um, you know, there's two issues to, to address. One is how much money we're spending and the two, how much staff time and resources we're devoting it to because all the effort and, you know, we don't see it. Um, but staff certainly does all the time and effort that they're going to spend doing this is time spent away from doing other priorities, addressing other priorities as well. So we, and we ask them to do, you know, a lot of things and doing this kind of takes a lot of time away from, from those as well. So, um, that's my two cents. Maybe just, you know, I think too, just, um, you know, being out talking to people, really doing our best to get a feel for it is important. I mean, it's a little easier, uh, I think for me doing that because just, it's just because of the mayor's position, you know, you get more, people are constantly, um, making their feelings known to you uh, all the time about pretty much everything. So, um, it's a little different for me, I think, but, um, I just, I favor a very lean, uh, package here i think social media uh, is, is important and then you know if we could we could get by with them i mean a mailer seems to be pretty cost efficient but aside from that i think a lot of the other stuff is to be honest just i mean it's not we're, we're money's much better spent directly benefiting the community but you think we could prioritize a, a list of of a couple of them on there or they're on there or yeah i think we can go through i mean we got to hash all this out right now what we want to do just real fast before i forget if there is a, a local tv station i want to start the mercedes version of jerry springer <laughs> and i'll have dalray be my security on stage right there. <laughs> hey, what do you want to say yeah so I, i'm game with going one by one i i think i have a, a few more additions and, and deletions i'd eventually like to see so however you like to handle that okay so we can go down one by one and just say yes or no we thinks um start at the top mailers who's in yes. favor of mailers okay so mailers yes okay mailers are easy because mailers get to every house cost efficient and relatively limited um effort on the part of people um door hangers Anybody? i'm a no on door I'm hangers just kind of worried right i'm just worried because the resurgent and COVID. do we are we gonna the door hangers that's the only concern i have um our numbers are going up so a good idea but can we be cautious my suggestion is is you know we all campaigned during covid and the pandemic and i just went out in canvas and i just put things on people's front porch and i didn't knock on any doors i didn't talk to anyone if someone was out there you know i just kept my distance but i didn't go and talk to anybody i was just you know providing the information um to their residents i was um when i campaigned i also was very mindful i did want to get votes but i was more mindful of people's safety um, so it still concerns me to put the public at risk for door hangers if COVID wasn't resurfacing as as quickly as it is now. I would love to go and knock on doors and even hang door hangers. I mean, just I don't want to put the public at risk or myself at risk because COVID is really real and the numbers are going up. I, I don't like the idea of door hangers. Um, when I was campaigning, it was just 
put it on their gate. Besides that, you get in my area, you're not going to get into their front door. Okay, you're gonna you're gonna have to bypass a lot of things before you can even get to the front door. I've got, and then we're talking about some uh, gated communities. We're not going to be able to access there. You know, so you're going to limit yourself with door hangers. Mailers, it's going to go to everybody's house. It's going to be by the mailbox. Most people, when they see political ads, they look at it. Huh? Okay, here it is, and it goes in the trash. So that's the end of it. Uh, mailers, yeah, but door hangers, no. Banners. Go finish. Sorry. Yeah, door, door hangers. Is there four for something? I mean, with when it comes to door hangers, I know during my campaign, I, I put door hangers in apartment complexes that had never seen anybody ever run for elected office before. So I, I kind of welcome the idea of, of going back into those spaces and putting some out there. Um, I don't know if my knees can make it, but... Uh, I'll get you some new ones. I, I got one new one. I'll get you another one. <laughs> but, you know, I, I'm in favor of door hangers. Yeah. So I, too, am in favor of door hangers. And, again, um, so as we're grasping for Charles to be able to get this in, information out, um, and we often talk about taking the information to the people, um, traditionally everyone's going to open their door. I don't think this is any more risky than going to your mailbox and taking mail out of your mailbox. Um, so that's just kind of my thoughts. And I think there's ways that we can do it to be safe. Um, and the ones that don't feel safe passing them out, I don't think there should be an obligation that you have to participate. Like if some people just aren't there, then absolutely, I, I fully respect We have four votes for door hangers. I see Jennifer has oh, some green papers. Yeah, yeah, she's got some public comment. First, on door hangers, anybody uh, who supports them, do we have four? I'm a yes on door hangers. Like 3-3? Three, three. So, all right, so I guess there's no, they're not, a, not a majority for door hangers. Only 3-3. Three, three. The public comment, should we take that right now? I think it's a good idea before you guys give yes. direction. Okay, so can I get the following to come to the podium to my left? Um, John Schwalbeck, Aaron Ham, Cheng Zhang, Becky Duffy, Fu Zhang, Peng Cha Vang, Corinthia Hurley, and Loretta Spence. I'm going to leave, but I got tucked in. I want you to think about something, Mayor. Every month has pretty much a national holiday. You got January, you got New Year's Day, February, you got. Except for one month. What month that is? You know why? Because only special people are born in August. <laughs> yeah, we got to hang together. They don't want to have any distractions. <laughs> I'm on it. I'm going to be quick. I'm, we're going to go home. Hey, um, I just wanted to leave just that. Um, we managed a property in the corner of 2nd and 3rd Street, right at the end of West there, that 32-unit complex there. Um, managed one uh, Q and 13th, uh, G and West, um, uh, G and West 12th Street, uh, 101 East 12th Street, and pretty much everything except for two buildings on Ellen Court. So I feel for you. We don't just manage those. We own them. Okay, so any projects, you know, that's why I came up here to talk about any projects that you want to do on that south side of town, I'm all for it with you, brother. I mean, we'll be more than glad to team up and look at stuff like on these properties that are, that are you know, looking uh, shaggy and stuff like that. I'd love to see you guys take some of that money, put it into 0% loans to those owners over there and say, hey, guy, fix your building up, get a new roof on it. You know, because we just put roofs on, on our buildings there on uh, 2nd Street. $50,000 a building. Okay? We put in all new parking lots over there. When we've been doing our remodels, we're putting in granite countertops, putting in new appliances. So we're stepping it up. And I think if some of these owners were encouraged by saying, hey, we'll give you a 0% interest rate to remodel your building and make it look good, you know, that'd be an incentive to clean up that side of town. Um, a grant or low interest rate loans to change out your lawn to zero water lawn south side of town. That would help with the big problem over there. You know, 
Because um, it's really easy for me to manage a building. You know, when my building's looking real good, it incentivizes the neighbor to make his building look good. His building looks like trash. My neighbors think they can make their place look like trash. So with, you know, like for owners, we were more glad to work with you guys. Um, and my last little thing was, you know, you guys are trying to get the word out and stuff. You, I'm, all these old farts that were here, we'd be more glad to use our rental companies to put out messages for you. We text message pretty much every one of our tenants on the first of the month saying, hey, pay me. You know, we've already got a structure there to send messages out and things out that we can get. I don't think any of these guys here would, you know, not want to help out on things you want to do. So, okay. Yeah, that's good. And actually, we also have a venue or a vehicle traditionally through the school district for messaging. I'm sure the school districts would love to support um, getting this message out. Of course, it has to go through the proper channels. As you know, I'm on the high school board, so I can't make the decision by myself, but good idea. Um, I really liked all of John's ideas, and I just I think it's um, I think it's important to know that, like I mentioned earlier, a lot of the the owners that we manage properties for don't have deep pockets. And so as, um, well, hopefully COVID lifts and at some point we are gonna have some turnover because we've had some really badly abused properties and that can't continue. And as people move out, we have a property right now that had $45,000 worth of damage done to it, right? And so I guess my ask as the city is, is considering, you know, what you're gonna do with these special funds is to consider ways that we can improve properties and we can help because otherwise you're going to see a lot of properties leave the, the rental pool and they'll be sold and you'll have new homeowners, which, which solves one problem, but creates another. Right. So, um, um, I'm really elated that you're going to have these town halls and solicit feedback from everybody, all parts of our community, because that's what we need to, to do to make our city thrive. And so I appreciate that. And, um, like John said, um, I think we figured out that there's roughly 48 to 50 percent of um, Merced units are rental properties. And so if the property managers can help facilitate the messaging to get people down here to share ideas, we would be happy to do that. Good evening, Becky. Good evening. So I'm Becky Duffy. I'm the current executive director for the Community Foundation of Merced County. And since 2005, the foundation's been supporting um, Merced nonprofits, businesses, and students with scholarships and grants. And recently, thanks to the support of the city, we started a nonprofit and small business accelerator program. Um, in short, we've supported over about 45 different nonprofit organizations and schools since 2005. And some of those include um, the Children's Discovery Museum, the Boys and Girls Club, Habitat for Humanity, the Food Bank, Catholic Charities. And so we'd be happy to spread the word with some of the, these activities with this funding. Um, and also just wanted to say on behalf of the Community Foundation, with the recent award of this money, we're just excited to see the city's commitment to make a major investment in the community and the possibility of partnering to ensure funded programs have the maximum potential impact that they can have. And that's all I had to say. Hi, my name is Ping Chaw. Um, today, I wanted to talk about the ARP. And um, while we are doing a study session, and I wanted to um, talk about the rules guidelines, as it states that this money is supposed to help people who are from unserved and underserved communities, communities that are vulnerable. And so, although we're reaching out to the whole community, that how do we ensure that the money is helping the most vulnerable communities? People who are living in poverty, people who make low wages, people who are grocery workers, 
meat packagers, meat packagers or factory workers, you know, people who make low wages. They are the most impacted by COVID-19. How do we ensure that the money is helping them and not the people who are wealthy, who has a salary, who has health care insurance? There's, there are people here in Merced that are living in poverty who lost their jobs, lost their homes, or have medical debt, or they're behind on rent, or they became homeless. There's undocumented people that live here that are essential workers, yet they didn't get a stimulus check and they're not receiving help. So remember that this money is supposed to be for the unserved and underserved communities and that we need to make sure that it's, it's helping them and not the landlords, not the property owners, not people with wealth, not people who own property, not people who have the means to, to recover from COVID-19, but it's for the community who are suffering, who are forgotten and marginalized. The undocumented didn't get the stimulus check. So please think about guidelines, because like, there is a guideline for the ARP and that this money is for the unserved and underserved communities. Just a reminder, we appreciate all, all the comments, but the only thing we're agendized for right now is the, um, is the marketing and the, what's up there on the, so in terms of uh, um, what specifically the ideas are, that's for a later time, that's for uh, the, the uh, October and November meetings. So as you heard, lots of different ideas about how to spend the money. Some folks not wanting it to go to certain groups because they feel they're in a better position to recover from this pandemic. And here we are going back into another phase where we don't know when the recovery is going to be. Has this been a false start? Is there going to be another $27 million on the horizon? But the question is, what are we going to do with this? Hey, we're out of time. Citizen Watch Saturday morning. My name's Casey Steed, the voice of your valley. It's been the 6 a.m. hour. Join us at 8 o'clock. We'll talk about a lot of other things. So happy that you've been with me on Merced's News Talk Station 107.3 FM, 1480 AM KYOS. See you later.